I'm, I'm not really sure why I'm doing this. I mean, my psychologist told me to do it, and she's like, well, if you want to be up in space and you don't really get to talk to people, you need to talk to someone or something. So, we've got a podcast now. I'd zoned out, though. I mean, signal is bad, and if you're trying to Skype with your psychologist who's on the planet when you're up in a huge space satellite, it doesn't really work, so... I'm going to try talking to you and see how this goes. This is Radio Hope, and I am the reader. If if you if you don't know, my name is John John Black. I mean, I used to be the reader over with the STH, but if you can magically read things and you really don't like punching people, and you don't have some super-level intellect, you get shoved back into the back closet a lot, and it just sucks. And, like, 90% of the time when they do need something that can be read, it's like, oh, hey, we have our giant computer that can instantly translate things, and it's not that, it's, oh, yeah, no, this is a magical tablet that I can't read, because it's magic, and I, my brain can't wrap around it. Or It's like, oh, hey, we have this audio recording. Can you translate? And I'm like, no. My power does not include magically translating things that I read. But I mean, at least up here, I'm, I'm getting money. So, payment, the recognition? I, I guess that's sort of nice, but... It's not like you're going to say, oh, hey, I know that guy, and you point up in space, and I'm just a tiny dot within the tiny dot that is a satellite. I Here it's just rough. I mean, I don't really see people. And maybe that's a problem with our super advanced spaceship. I mean, the old satellite that we had up here, you needed dozens of people running it. And that was past, like, the actual people who were supposed to be doing work up on here that wasn't on the ship. But here we've got our special ship, and it needs no one to run it. Like, I'm able to go for days without really seeing people. And sometimes I I want to, but it's just tough. And then... I don't even want to talk about the teleporter right now. But, I mean, there are other people here. I mean, it's not just me waiting up here in some multi-trillion dollar satellite waiting for people to say, Oh, I need something translated, and I can't go to the library or Kinko's or magical supercomputer to do this. Uh, I don't even know how you guys are with the whole satellite thing. Basically, Wilfred King, you know, the lead, uh, he was like, we need to solve everything. And so he just brought this whole team together, and he's got his wife up here, and Catherine, and they're old, and their granddaughter's up here too, and that's weird. I mean, 
her her parents got killed off in the invasion, and I guess that's rough. And Wilford just seems distracted everywhere. And then we have Misty, who's sort of new up here on the boat. I mean, she's sort of like me, but she's doing magic, and I mean, she's weird. I mean, do we really need a magical person up on our super science ship? And then we have Chirac, Chirakite, the the bird cop lady from the other space, and She's doing bird cop lady stuff because she's apparently still that team, and it's when she isn't, she's doing bird person stuff. And then uh, you have Doctor Park and uh, Doctor M, but they they stick to themselves in their work. I mean, well, Doctor Park leaves if he has stuff to do. It's like oh. You know what I need to do today? I need to yell at you for not staying in your room. It's like, I, I I don't really need you to yell at me to stay in my room. I just needed to get out and walk. And he's like, you're using too much energy. You don't need to use the speakers to listen to music. I had four doctorates at age 16. And what have you done, Mr. 23-year-old? And that guy's a dick. Kim Park is a dick. Uh, Paul, uh, Wild Man. You know, he was in all those uh, superhero movies, and he was always doing the uh, publicity stuff, and animal powers and stuff. He he apparently got married after he sort of stopped superheroing, and so he's, like, brought his family up here, and it it's weird. I mean... Kids are going to grow up on this ship, and here I feel like I don't know anyone. There's not enough people. I feel old. Having, like, the guy who I watched growing up, living here on a ship with me, and he's got his, like, kids, and one of them's 14 or whatever, it's disorienting. I mean, it's like when you found out that Pokemon was over 10 years old. That's like five years ago. I I feel ancient. And then uh, we got uh, Undergrowth here, and she's on her whole prison release thing. They've got her stuck up in the forest, and apparently we want to have the person who's tried to take over almost every major metropolitan city by using giant vines and stuff watching our source of oxygen. I, don't, I I guess that sort of makes sense. If we aren't going to be, like, burning down everything, I guess having the world's most secure forest up in space on a giant satellite makes sense. And then you have the Passies here, and uh, they're they're sticking to themselves. I mean, father and daughter... Uh, I don't really know. King King brought me on here to translate stuff for him and I've just <laughs> I've just ended up watching DVDs most of the time. I mean I finished almost three seasons of Buffy today and 
Hold on. Sorry, I really don't know how to edit this stuff. Uh, okay, so you guys remember the guy who beat up the wizard dude with like four different names and like all those hangers on? Uh, Jetty. No, Jetty was the guy who beat... Okay, uh, Jetty, the uh, sort of Egyptian leader dude. He, uh, he was apparently up here, and I mean, that's really cool. I mean, he was the guy who helped me to get my job, and I had no idea that he had been here, and now he's leaving. That sucks. I mean, I remember when Under Egypt was discovered, and they were like, oh, we need people who can translate things. And I was like, hey, I, I've got this really amazing ability to translate stuff. And they're like, oh, cool come along and then I got stuck with a uh, political crap for a while because under Egypt and normal Egypt upper Egypt whatever you want to call I I really don't get enough there's no reason for me to care I mean uh, like under Egypt needed supplies and the UN wasn't going to recognize them since Judy was ruling even though he had been fairly elected, and then when he tried to circumvent them by bringing in a massive amount of resources that were buried under the ground, that ended up disrupting Upper Egypt, and then part of that whole part of Cairo caved in, and that was bad. But then luckily the Eon was like, hey, now we actually have a disaster, and so we're going to help. Uh, yeah, Jetty was here, and he had magic, and he, he's leaving now, so, I mean, that's, I would have liked to talk to him some more, but I've just been stuck in here doing my own thing for a while. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go and get something to eat right now. <sighs> okay. So when I said there is no other crew, that means there's literally no security on this ship. So that means that when the Black Hawkmeister apparently gets on board and is like, Oh, I'm going to go and steal my... Steal all of your technology with my magical bell and shield. He's free to do that until we actually notice that he's there when I, when I have to go and get food. And, like, I had gone out to talk to, I had gone out to get some food, and he's literally standing there carrying one of our, like, giant fridges in his hand. It's like, oh, is, is everything else of value apparently not worthwhile? Do you not need our defensive lasers or whatever he well, no, we probably don't even have defensive lasers up here. We have cutting-edge technology, and you take the fridge. Why? You've got giant arms! And you're not, like, robbing an entire convenience store if you need a snack. Seriously. So, I mean, I... I set off the alarm. Thank God they are everywhere around here. And 
uh, he he came after me yelling something in German or Swedish or whatever. And yeah, that whole only understanding written languages really sucks. Maybe I need one of those text-to-speech things like the reverse of what Stephen Hawking has. And so I have no idea what he's yelling, but he's coming at me with his big-ass bell, and I just slide into the closest room I can get into, and I'm hiding. Then Chirac here, or whatever her name is, she's... She does her... Battle cry, and it's like, call, call, and she's like baiting him in, and all of a sudden you see his body imprinted onto the door, and I'm like, shit. Because it's one of those, like, Star Trek doors where it pulls up into the ceiling. I, I have no idea why you would make those doors. And so now it can't even pull up there. And so, like, an hour, I'm stuck in there as they're trying to figure out what to do with him. Apparently, if you have some secret society supervillain like Black Hawkmeister up on the ship, you can use a teleporter for that. But if you, if you need to see your family, you know, you, you are not allowed to do that. And so, Hark gets in here and he's like, oh, you should have fought him. And I'm like... Oh, yeah, my ability to read almost any written language would be really helpful against him. You have the right to remain silent, anything you can and will. Something, something. Yeah, I. I. Not watched enough cop dramas to memorize that. Yeah. So, yeah. He ends up having to shrink me down. And then. Like, we have to walk through the door, like, under the door, under that, like, one inch that there is. And that ends up being, like, a mile in miniature person size. I mean, ant size. How how big are ants compared to me? I mean, I'm, like, six foot two, and ants are super, super tiny. You need, like, a million of them. So, imagine, like, having to walk under a four-inch door when you're a centimeter. I mean, that that's the type of stuff I had to do. And it's like, oh, maybe you can just slightly resize us so this will not take forever. And he's like, nope. Uh, I'm Dr. Puck. I've got shrinking technology, and I don't really like you. So, yeah, Wild Man was there, and he's... He's not a bad guy. I mean, he invited me back to his place. Uh, his family somehow... Okay, he probably got pizza, left a teleporter signal when he was doing that. And... Okay. Wild man, I... Paul, I really do not have any problem with you offering me pizza because your family is lovely. I mean, your wife's kind of old and not super attractive, but she she had two kids. I mean, that's not bad. And I didn't actually see your son. But I mean, your, your daughter's nice for an eight-year-old. It's like, seriously, if you're going to sneak and use the teleporter that we are told costs like $20,000 every time we use it, please make sure you get something for me, or at least, like, see if anyone else needs supplies. But we, 
we talked and uh, apparently Nick, their son's hanging around undergrowth's foresty lab area. And, uh, I could sense it. He and Eileen really didn't want to mention how she pretty much walks around nude, but I mean, she's not really my type. I mean, a plant lady from outer space, it doesn't work for me. But, I mean, that's not my thing. But they said if I did see Nick, just make sure he's okay. He apparently has diabetes, and so if he spends all of his day looking at the nude plant lady in the forest, he's probably going to forget to eat stuff, and He's like 14, and I mean, I didn't really care about nude women at that age. I mean, I, I don't even remember. So, yeah, I got an invite Saturday, which is nice. We're going to try and do something, maybe watch a movie. Apparently, we have a actual lounge in here with a Blu-ray player with, and a giant TV. So that will be better than just watching DVDs on my crappy computer. Yep. I need to have someone get booze. I mean, after after I spent some time with them, I went over and checked with Misty, and she's not horrible like I thought she was. I mean, I figured she'd probably be really, really stuck up. I mean... She's a hot, like really, really hot female magician, and she's going and like transforming stuff into stuff. But, no, I mean, she's a really down to earth person. She's got human problems like everyone else. I mean, she misses her girlfriend, and yeah, so that's someone I can't hook up with. And, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but we had some drinks and. She's having other issues. It's like, oh, well, apparently your uh, shows that you booked a year in advance don't really like it if you cancel out to go work on a magical space satellite. And it's like, oh, well, can't you just clone yourself? And she's like, oh, well, yes, I can. But then it would turn evil. And I'm like, okay, so why not clone the evil clone so then you'd have a double evil clone and it would be good. I mean, that's sort of like Math. I hate math. I hate it so much. Yeah. But uh, she said she was going to try that and we had drinks. I finished off the bottle of cooking sherry that we had here about a week ago and we have had literally nothing else since then. Well, she had her stash, so thank God for rum. Yeah. But, uh, like, in talking, she got, she was brought on to pick up after Jitty. Apparently what happened is he got elected as the actual president of Egypt, and if you have superpowers that allow you to support your legally attained election, that means that you can actually become the president like you're supposed to. You don't need to have... People riding in the streets and getting killed and stuff, so good on for him. He's apparently going to try and unite Upper and Under Egypt. And 
That is really great for that guy. And then, yeah, I just ended up trying to get back and walked by the woods and Nick was there. He was passed out like his parents guessed, so I guess the sugar, anaphylactic, whatever. I don't know medicine stuff. I, I magically read shit. My skill range is limited to what I learned in high school and those three years of college that I got into debt for. But yeah, we were able to get him back. Yeah, Dr. Park says he'll be fine. Apparently one of those four doctoral degrees is medicine, so... Yeah. It's just crazy up here. It's weird. It's weird being up on a giant spaceship, and I don't really know if it will ever be normal. I mean, how can something like this be normal? But I guess if I actually try and talk to people instead of staying in here watching DVDs that I borrowed back on Earth, I might have a better chance of making it. I'll try and do another one of these next week. Thanks for listening if you did. Bye. Hey, this is Luke Hare, the narrator, writer, and sort of guy behind the entire Radio Hope podcast, and uh, thank you for giving this a listen. It's sort of an experiment, and I was lucky enough to not have any background noises like I'm getting right now in the show. Um, yeah. It's a bit personal. It's a mix of real stuff, fake stuff, and a pitch for the Justice League that I had that never went anywhere. So, yeah. You now know that I talk almost just like John Black, the narrator. And thank you again for listening to this. And next week, I hope to have episode two up sometime, probably Friday. Thank you very much.